Welcome to Gay Men Going Deeper, a podcast series by the Gay Men's Brotherhood, where we talk about personal development, mental health, and sexuality. We are your hosts. Michael Diorio is a life and wellness coach specializing in sexuality, relationships, and self-confidence. Reno Johnston is a spiritual life, love, and business coach. And I'm Matt Lancedell, a counselor and facilitator specializing in healing and empowerment. So we each have our own private practice. And in this podcast, we are sharing all of our best stuff. So today we are talking about attraction to straight men. This is very prevalent (laughs) in our community. (laughs) And we're going to unpack why, maybe some of the psychology behind it. um, And then our own experiences with it, obviously. Um, So the questions we have uh, are, what is your relationship like to straight men just in general? Um, doesn't necessarily have to be about attraction. It can just be about, you know, friendship or anything like that. Um, what do you find attractive about straight men? And have you ever had an intimate experience with a straight guy that you were attracted to? So that should be a juicy question. I'm curious to know what you guys have to say about that. <clears throat> For those of you who want to join in this conversation, you can join in on the Gaiman's Brotherhood Zoom Hangout where you have a chance to share your own experiences. That's the last Thursday of every month. You can get on our email list um, at gaymansbrotherhood.com if you want that link emailed to you at the end of the month. So this podcast and YouTube channel are listener and viewer supported. If you enjoy what we're creating, you can support us by making a donation to the show using the link in the show notes. You can also subscribe to the early access option on Apple Podcasts, listen ad-free, and gain early access to all of our amazing episodes. All your support helps us to continue making content for you and supporting our community. We do thank you in advance for that. And lastly, if you're looking to accelerate your personal development journey, you can check out our coaching collection so you can learn how to heal and empower yourself at your own pace by getting instant access to 45 plus premium personal development coaching videos created by us, as well as our healing your shame and building better relationships courses. So you can find those on gaymengoingdeeper.com. Okay, so the theme of the month in the Gay Men's Brotherhood is attraction. So I believe it was last week. Was it last week that we we talked about uh, crushes? Yes. Yes, crushes. Um, so today we're talking about crushes, but we're maybe putting a bit of a flavor on straight men and any of us having crushes to straight men. So I think most of us or a lot of us are guilty of this um but i'm curious for people if yeah me if they know why do you know why um so i just came up with uh, some reasons why we may be attracted to straight men and i think the most common one when i think about the psychology of this would be um potentially internalized homophobia um and it could be subconscious um i think Many of us, you know, based off of if we're leading with our heteronormative or patriarchal conditioning, we could be idolizing what we subconsciously wish we were. So if we have internalized homophobia and we reject our gayness, we're likely going to be rejecting the gayness in others. So when we see gayness or and or femininity in other um, in other men, we might reject that and we might be more drawn to guys who exhibit um more masculine or straight qualities um and 
that could, and, and so this could be a subconscious thing. I think many of us won't even realize we're playing this out, but when we start to really do this work, uh, we realize that there could be some, some internalized homophobia there. I know for myself, internalized, internalized homophobia and the shame around being gay has, has, has moved out of my system in layers. So we, we don't just go to a therapist and work on it. And then it's gone. In my opinion, it like comes out in layers. And for me, it's taken like many years, almost a decade to heal this in me. And at, at certain points in my healing journey, I thought I was complete. And then another layer moves, right? I might meet a new part of myself with a higher consciousness. And I'm like, oh man, like this internalized homophobia stuff runs really deep. Um, so I do find that it is subconscious for a lot of people. Um, and, you know, a, a question that you can ask yourself to see if this might be inside of you is how do you feel when somebody thinks that you're straight or they confuse you for being a straight guy? Do you take this as a compliment? Are you like, oh, like, you know, that's great. Like they, they see me as masculine and, 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 and heterosexual or whatever. I, I know for myself, I used to take it as a compliment. Um, I would say probably in my 20s. Now I don't, right? I, I love and I'm very proud of being a gay man. So I don't, I don't harbor that in me anymore. Um, and then I think, you know, one of the one of the main things to look at through this lens would be masculinity. I think a lot of us when we when we think about it, the internalized homophobia is about rejecting femininity and being attracted to masculinity. Um, I've definitely had this. I've had shadow side to my attraction to masculinity. And I've also had and I'm moving more into my authentic desires and like the trueness of, my, of what my actual desires are without the internalized homophobia being there. Um so that's really important. And I would say the shadow side of masculinity and being attracted to masculinity would be the rejection of the femininity. So I'm attracted to masculine and I reject feminine. Whereas authentic desires I discern as we are not rejecting the feminine. So, you know, I used to reject feminine. Now I don't. Now I love my feminine. And actually the reason why I'm drawn to masculine is because I exhibit more feminine qualities in myself and I embrace them and I love them. And I want to find a counterpart that can meet that femininity with, with his masculinity, right? So I think that's a really beautiful way to kind of, for me to frame uh, whether or not there's shadow in my attraction to masculinity or not. Um and then I think for some of us, you know, now moving away from internalized homophobia and looking at it just maybe through len the lens of just general psychology, um, I think uh, many of us as human beings want what we can't have. So when we see that thing over there and we can't have it, it makes us want it even more. So when we know that, you know, a straight man isn't attracted to us or doesn't want us, that can either A, play on a wound of, of attracting unavailable people right? So we could be attracted to that, or we're just attracted to something that we can't have, or, and we've never tasted it before, right? Um, and it, and we, we crave it. <clears throat> um, another thing that I came up with is a lot of guys we crushed on growing up were likely straight. So in school, um, workplaces, these sorts of things, it's usually going to be, you know, or, or in my case, on like a hockey team, things like that. It's like a lot of these guys were straight. So there's that part of it, too. Um, just the odds of the attract the the guys we will be attracted to just in day-to-day -day life you know what's the percentage of them being heterosexual probably 90 percent right um so and then the last thing i want to say because i don't i don't i don't know if we have many straight males that listen to our podcast but maybe um 
I want to say, don't flatter yourself <laughs> because oftentimes heterosexual men think that just because they're heterosexual, that all gay men want them and want to have sex with them. And uh, I think that's a faux pas. I think it's uh, right. So I, I and I, I've had that happen before with like, say some of my girlfriends and they're very open with me about like maybe their husbands or their boyfriends and their boyfriends are uncomfortable being around me because what if he comes on to me? What if he hits on me? These sorts of things. I'm like, oh, honey, like, <laughs> no, right? So just because you're, you're, you're straight does not mean that a gay guy wants you. Okay, I just wanted to point that out. Um, all right. So I think I want to start with Reno today. And I'm curious, what is your relationship like to straight men? You would. Um, <laughs> I, and, and I want to echo, I want to echo that, that, that statement as well, because yeah. Um, it's like, are you, are you heterosexual men attracted to every single woman you come across? Like, exactly. No, no you're not right. We, yeah. we, we are also human. We also have standards. So as Matt said, um, don't flatter yourself. <laughs> Tread lightly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but that said, uh, yeah, it's been an interesting journey for me, you know. And I think its origins begin um, in my neighborhood with um, some of the other boys who lived in the in the neighboring houses and who uh, were unkind to me and who who bullied me for being, um, you know, sensitive and effeminate, et cetera. And um, I just really wanted to be in connection with them. Um, but for some reason, you know, there was this like discord between us. And so um inevitably i ended up befriending a number of these people like one of one of the guys who funny enough was my bully became my best friend um mm. which is wild and uh and we had a really close relationship and what's interesting about it is that i what i started to notice in my proximity to him as the walls came down was that he was more like me than not. And that's been an interesting thing to observe in a lot of my relationships with heterosexual men is that um, when you start to peel back the layers, we have so much in common. They're so much more sensitive and so much more um, emotional and, you know, in essence, these qualities that um, they they sort of lead with and exude um, behind them, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of interesting stuff there, mm -hmm. you know, stuff that they, I, my, my experience has been heterosexual men will um, re reject in other men or reject in themselves. And so um, it's, it's been really beautiful in a way to, to, for whatever reason, to be a person who 
heterosexual men became comfortable with, like really comfortable with, to the point where they were opening up and sharing very personal details with me. And also, you know, to be transparent, um, some of them were experimenting and exploring sexually with me, you know, um, and sharing that aspect of themselves. And um, that was also an honor. And it was fun. You know, I'm, 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 it, th there's the sacred piece. And then there's like the other piece where it's like, oh, this feels a bit naughty. And, you know, this is really sexy and, you know, forbidden territory. Um, but it's, it's been a progression. And then I think the, the, the other point of origin was the father. You know, my dad, um, was not and is not my biological father, right? The man who raised me. I met my biological father just a few years ago upon moving out to the West Coast. And so um, this man who raised me and who was in my life, uh, my experience is that he rejected um, the feminine qualities in me because they were rejected in him. And he rejected... Um, my homosexuality and my sexuality, my sensitivity, etc. I've talked about this on previous episodes. And so, um, you know, I think that also set the tone for, for relationships with heterosexual men. Um, and over the years, I've since healed that relationship as well. But what I can say is I was either like flirting with them, fighting with them, or fucking them, you know, that was it, like that, I was up to one of those three things, essentially, and, um, and then as time went on, I started developing friendships with them, you know, friendship, that other F started to drop in, mm. and, um, and became natural, and cut to today, like just last night, funny enough, I was on a call with a friend, um, who lives in Australia, who I met in this house um, within, I think, the first week I had asked him to be my Valentine and um, and let him know that I was sexually attracted to him. And he was very kind in receiving it and letting me know that he was straight, heterosexual. And, um, and we've been friends for years and we just spent, you know, almost two hours on the phone last night connecting. So I've come a long way, you know, I've come a long way. And um, I I would just say like, I see you guys. I feel you guys. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks Reno. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing that story. It definitely got the juices flowing for me as well. And Matt, thank you for that intro. Always so, uh, I imagine you like in your in your professor era as you as you teach us about the psychology of things it really <laughs> helps um what's the question what's what's my relationship like with straight men yeah honey it's complicated <laughs> <laughs> um i'll start with growing up because i think matt you know we talked about the psychology of it i think both of those things that you talked about would i can relate to in in that sense of as i was growing up so when I think back to my earliest experiences, obviously I didn't know that I was gay and I didn't know that they were straight. I just, they were other boys. Right. And I was scared. I was scared of the other boys. Um, I was intimidated by them. 
maybe not so much scared, maybe intimidated is intimidated is the better word. And then somewhere along my teenage years, I started getting attracted to these people that I was intimidated by. So that was very confusing. As you can imagine, it created a very muddy experience of straight men or men in general at that, at that point. So, you know, on one hand, I put them up on a pedestal, right? So there's that kind of internalized homophobia bit. Um, I was intimidated by them. So there was a little bit of fear. Um, I wanted to be like them as much as I was scared of them. And I also wanted to fuck them. So it just created this very strange experience. Um, and that forbidden attraction, that forbidden attraction was definitely something that it still turns me on to this day. So I think that that lingers because of that. And I still like those situations where ooh, it's forbidden. It's naughty as Reno said, I, I still like that to this day. That was then. Now, and again, this does not apply to all straight guys, worth reminding everyone, but I do get along really well with straight guys and it's fine. Um, but just like I would get along with anyone who is tolerant, kind, interesting, you know, fun to be around, like doesn't matter what their sexuality is, right? Some guys are actually extremely repulsive and I'm not into that on any level. So it's not like a blanket statement, either I'm, I'm into straight guys or I'm not into straight guys. It really depends. But even still to this day, when I'm with a straight guy, the fact that I meet somebody who's like, you know, a partner or a friend or whatnot, it takes me like a minute just to settle into that dynamic. Like I'll go through this thought of like, oh, what am I going to talk to him about? Like, we're not going to have anything in common. We're not going to get along. It takes me like a second to be like, wait a minute, Michael, this is just, this is just a regular guy. None of this stuff is true, but that still lingers from those childhood, childhood days. Right. And of course it helps when I meet straight guys who are tolerant and fun and interesting and have lots to say, it just eases right into it. Um, it's not true that I will be attracted to every straight guy I meet, um, obviously, like Matt said, but I do like it when they are attracted to me. And I do like it when there is a bit of that, like, ooh, like, could there be something here? And I do fall for it very easily. <laughs> I'll say that I'm an easy target for those straight guys who like that. And I do think that that happens. I think straight guys do like that attention sometimes. Oh, yeah. At least I've, I've experienced that. And to be honest, I'll just kind of play right into it. I'm like, listen, you like the attention. I like giving it to you. We can play this game. I'll play that role. If that turns you on, you play your role. If it turns me on, and it's a win-win situation. We can talk more about that in the next question. Yeah. So that's that's probably a bit for for me. How about you, Matt? Mm. Yeah, I like that. Um, yeah, interesting. I feel like I'm going to go a little bit further back than what I was going to go. So, um, yeah, growing up, <clears throat> I think I had my very first sexual experience with a um, a friend of mine when I was maybe eight, um, and then so I grew up. I grew up in a group of geez, there was maybe six of us and three of those guys I ended up like having sexual experiences with at some point up until the age of, I think maybe 12 and then it stopped. Um, and it's interesting because around that time, I think it was around the age of like 13, 14 when I stopped hanging out with, with those guys and I started hanging out with all women. And I think that's because I started to have like the realization that I was, well, I knew I was gay from when I was five years old. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know that it was actually, I'm gay, I'm different than other people, but I knew that some, well, I knew I was different actually, but I didn't know that I was gay and I didn't understand it. Um, so I think maybe around the age of like 12 is when I started to realize like, okay, I'm gay. I'm starting to see things in the media. It's not appropriate to be gay, all these sorts of things. So I started hanging out with women because they were safer for me and I pretty much hung out like half of junior high school and all of high school I hung out with all women 
and I didn't really have a lot of guy friends. I was really uncomfortable around other straight or other guys. And, um, and I think it was around the age of 18 when I went to my first gay bar and I went with, I went with a girlfriend, I think to a gay bar in Calgary called boys town. And, um, it was so overwhelming for me. It was just so much anxiety and it was just this big, I don't know, just, it was a lot. Um, and then I started getting into like going to like bathhouses and things like that. And I was very solo lone wolf. I would always just go to these experiences. And at that time I was in active addiction. So I was like numbing out all the anxiety of, of navigating this world and, uh, but still navigating it. And then I, uh, you know, I, I, I played hockey on different on hockey teams and stuff like when I was younger, but then I got into playing hockey in my mid 20s and um, playing on pretty much teams with all straight guys. Um, and I've, I've always had this, uh, like this discomfort around straight guys, like the dynamic that you talked about, Michael, like, you know, giving them attention and, and being like overt about it, like, there's no way in hell, you know what I mean? Like, I would just be very shy and disinterested whatever and then I would like go home and jerk off <laughs> you know like that's the dynamic I played out it was very much in my own experience I would never want them to know that I was attracted to them um but I'm, I'm also empathic so I can feel when guys are attracted to me and or, or and or and, you know I, I kind of have this rule right with guys you know with all guys whether they're gay or straight like they look at you once it's my other oh, just like checking you out like who is this person they look at you twice and it's like okay like there's something up like maybe they think you're attractive or maybe they feel threatened by you if they look at you three times like there's like there's something there like there's an attraction there right um, they keep looking over at you like if you're in a room or something like that so I'm, I'm a very sensitive to those things and, and observing I think it's part of my hyper vigilance of like of navigating being gay in a heterosexual dominant world where you have to prioritize your safety, right? You're always looking at to see who's in the room, you know, are they, is it safe to be yourself? Like all that sort of stuff. Um, and then when I was about, hmm, actually this wasn't until recently. So this was about four years ago when I went to Asia. So my neighbor in Chiang Mai, um, this guy, his name is Neil. And uh, he's a straight guy. And we bumped into each other in the elevator. And he was like, Oh, we should hang out, we should go for dinner, and, uh, and whatever. And I just kind of brushed it off. And then I think a couple days later, we see each other in the elevator again. He's like, like, let's really go for dinner. Like, and he was like drawn to me, but it had nothing to do with sexual energy. He's very straight. Um, he just was digging my vibe and and we ended up hanging out and then we traveled together for the whole year that I was gone. He followed me, or I should say we went together to, to Da Nang. We were neighbors in Da Nang and we spent the whole time. So every night for dinner, him and I would be out for dinner and it's the closest bond that I've ever had to a guy. And, um, and it was so cool because I was able to talk about my sexual experiences desires fears and everything and like talk to him about all the things that I was really terrified about talking to other straight men with because I didn't want them to think that I was attracted to them I didn't want them to be, to be uncomfortable and then for them to reflect back to me my own shame around being gay and he was like not like that at all he was very open very accepting of it so I think in that relationship I have healed a lot of my um, insecurities around um 
having friendships with gay men and or with straight men. And it's actually been very healing for me because I find straight men are easier for me to be friends with because they're, it takes the attraction factor out of it. And it's, you know, that this is 100% a platonic connection and that there's not some secret crush at play, uh, this sort of dynamic. So now in my life, uh, two of my closest friends in my life right now are two straight guys. And we have beautiful intimacy. We hug, we're connected. We have long talks. Um, and it's really, it's been so healing for me. So all this is just in the last few years that I've been doing a lot of healing around what I would call like my own heterophobia. And I think that I did a podcast episode on that topic. Actually, I talked a bit about some of this stuff in that, in that episode. So if you haven't checked that one out already, I would recommend that around if you do find you're struggling with heterophobia and, and being afraid of straight men or straight people in general, I think it's, it's an important episode to consider watching. So yeah, that feels uh, that feels complete for now. Yeah. All right. Um, what do you find attractive about straight men, Reno? Okay, so I cut myself short a little bit. Okay. Because I was being like self conscious of how long I was speaking for, <laughs> but I I want to I want to go back to the first question for a moment and just okay. say yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Some of my, some of my most enriching and significant relationships are like with straight men, you know, like currently one of my, one of my best friends um, is heterosexual. And like you were saying, you know, we hug and, you know, sometimes he'll give me like a shoulder rub and we gas each other up like so much, you know, like I, it's like, it's my joy to, to celebrate him and like lift him up and pour into him. And just like, if we're in a room together, I'm like gassing this guy up, you know, <laughs> constantly and, and vice versa. And it's just, it's so, it's so amazing. And, um, you know, and then in high school, like one of my best friends, Patrick, um, I said a name, it's cool, but like he, I'm sure he won't mind, but you know, we were thick as thieves. Um, like we hung out every single day, every single day. And I think he struggled. I think he struggled when I came out. I think that was hard for him, really hard for him because we were quite close, you know? And uh, I think it took him by surprise and I empathize with him. Um, but yeah, like, it feels really important to acknowledge the the quality and the depth of relationship that I have with um, with straight men and how much value that has added to my life. And I have a lot of really beautiful gay relationships as well, you know, so don't don't get it twisted. There are gay men in my life. I mean, two of them are right here, you yeah. know. Um, and so, yeah, I just I really wanted to to. Um, further drive that home um that my relationship has has evolved and i'm really grateful to find myself where i'm at in relationship to straight men mm -hmm. um so you asked me what i find attractive about them mm -hmm. and like yeah there there are many different things and i think i think at the forefront i just i find masculinity um really attractive and it seems that um, a lot of straight 
you know, heterosexual men um, seem to tend toward masculinity. It's like their primary or leading expression and embodiment. And um, that's interesting to me. That's it's sexy to me. Um, you know, their directiveness, their directness, their assertiveness, their, um, you know, the way. Uh, what else can I say? I, I think also there's there's an aspect around around them being kind of like forbidden fruit, so to speak. That's really intriguing to me. I've always kind of enjoyed a challenge. So I find that attractive. But what I want to say as well is that straight men, like, <clears throat> as I mentioned earlier, <laughs> like, there's so much more going on there. There's just, there's so much more to them than like, you know, say chopping wood or lifting weights or wearing <laughs> plaid or like, you know, watching football and eating fucking wings and drinking beer and <laughs> playing hockey, right? It's like some of those guys, again, who I've spent time with, it's like they've like poured their hearts out to me. They love, they've, they've cried with me. I've slept in the same bed as them in non-sexual ways and some in sexual ways, you know? And, and so like, what I've seen is, yeah, there's just so much more going on there. And like, that's also attractive to me that the part of them that is deeply emotional and the part of them that is also complex in a way. Um, I also feel what I love is like, there's a, there's a sort of, and I could probably say this about like, you know, women too. And, and, you know, gender non-conforming and non-binary people but we're speaking to straight men there's i feel i feel like protected by them you know there's a sort of camaraderie and uh and a protection that i find that i feel at least with the men that i'm in relationship with i need to be specific about that because there are a lot of straight men out there who I don't feel safe around, you know, yeah. because I'm not in connection with, and we could, we could riff on that for ages, what that's about. Um, but I would say, yeah, those, those are some of the qualities that I find attractive in straight men. I think, I think, yeah, I think that's, that would be it. Hmm. Yeah. What about you, Michael? A lot of the same ones you said. <clears throat> yeah. I think. Chopping you... wood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of the things that <clears throat> like the masculinity, right. And so that's that's the piece that that I have here, like that kind of traditional what we would call masculinity. I love that. You know, last last week we talked about swagger, you know, the energy that exudes this confidence and assuredness. I love that. Whether the person is straight or gay, I like that. Um, but specifically to the straight side of things, that hard to get. Anything that's hard to get, sign me up. Like you just got my interest. I love a challenge, just like you, Reno. And I love the chase. I love chasing and being chased in, in the case where it doesn't matter to me which which role I play, but I definitely get off on that. I get aroused by that. So it gives me um it gives me a really good challenge in that case. Now I will say this. I, I'm not advocating for like doing things against anyone's consent. You know, I, I'm not the kind to go chase after someone like in a way that's creepy and weird. Um, if anything, when it comes to straight guys, 
what I do is I'll give like a green light <laughs> so that they they know, but I will not make the first move in that case because I'm far too scared. Um, but yeah, what, okay. What does a green What does a green light look like for you? It's in my eyes. It's in my smile. <laughs> it's in a just a millisecond long of a linger. Just the way, yeah. just you know how it is. Flirting, yeah. it's just flirting. Yeah. Subtle, subtle, subtle cues, and then maybe sometimes not so subtle cues. <laughs> I should preface this actually by saying that unlike you guys, I don't have like straight friends that I spend time with regularly. I have straight friends, straight male friends. Uh, one of my longest, closest friends is straight and I love him. And actually he might be the one person who would listen to this podcast who is straight, uh, who would actually do it and, and get something out of it. So maybe he's listening. Um, but with him, like he doesn't live, he doesn't live near me here. So I don't get to spend too much time with him. So my interactions with straight men is very limited to like a gym. Mm -hmm. That's it. So it's very much skewed by that experience. I'll say that. Mm -hmm. um, speaking of which, the crushes I do have, when we first talked about this topic, I immediately thought of my gym crush who I'm like 99.9999999% sure straight. And I am just obsessed with him. I talked about him last week. I can talk a little bit more about him now. I'm not going to say his name because the guys at my gym will know who it is. Um, but when I see him there, there's just something about, and this all goes under the umbrella of, I'm going to call it masculinity, uh, the way he walks, the way he moves, the way he like lifts his weight. He's not a big guy. He's, he's pretty slender toned. Um, but also he's so sweet and so kind. Like if we're kind of going for the, for the, something at the same time he'll say oh hi or he'll kind of give me the head nod like hey which oh, just <laughs> cream myself every time he gets that um and i watch him work out and you know we just kind of catch each other's eyes he has a butt that i just want to sink my face into but i don't <laughs> i just think about it right i don't do it but i think about it and then like my head said i go home and jerk off about it later um, so yeah, I do have my crushes and, and I know that that's just never going to happen. And again, it's, I'm not doing this in a creepy way where like he would, he would probably not know that I crush on him. Um, but still it's, it's that fantasy of, oh, I can't have this thing. And therefore I want it more. It's just human psychology. I think that's, mm -hmm. that's, that's the case going back to my like childhood days. I think I still do have uh, a sexual fantasy lingering from like jock types like i use i went to a very italian catholic school so there's all the bros and jocks who played soccer and hockey and like all that stuff and i still think that's kind of hot to be honest like i, I it's it's I, it's like that toxic masculinity that i would never want to like spend more than a second with it'd be like let's just get this done and then please don't talk like just go your separate ways um but i do have a bit of a sexual fantasy lingering in that respect so uh, yeah, that, that's that's I guess my attraction to straight men. I I, I want to say something to you really quickly, Michael. I like I love how gay you are, <laughs> and and I and I and I don't mean I don't mean feminine, and I and I also and I'm not saying I don't mean feminine because there's anything wrong with that, but I mean but I mean I love how gay you are. Um, it, it's amazing to me, like when you just talked about you know, the number of gay friendships and relationships you have. And just the way that I see you moving in the world, whether it's on social media or like beyond that, it's it's really inspiring. And I and it's really beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Thank You're you. Welcome. That means a lot to me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that is nice. Very nice. <clears throat> you made me think about like, you know, all, all the guys that like we jerk off to. I'm like, I always wonder like, 
who jerks off to me? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, do you ever think about that? Like, you know, who crushes on you at the gym? And who, I don't like, think about that. About but yeah. it probably happens. Yeah. 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 It'd be interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So what do I find attractive about straight men? Um, I think I said in the, in the crush episode that I don't ever go up to guys. Okay. Um, always per they pursue me. Like I'll do what you do, Michael, like longer gazing, letting them know. Yeah. And then they come over, but there's been a couple times where I've mustered up the courage to go up to a guy and, uh, and, you know, be like, Hey, what's up or whatever. And the two times that I have, they were straight. And I'm like, I'm literally in a gay bar right now and I will find the freaking one straight dude and go up to him. So it's just classic. So I'm like, then I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, what am I drawn to in these guys? And a lot of it is what you said, Michael, like the walk, like a guy that like just has a really masculine walk, um, the way that he holds himself. There's like a, I find there's kind of like a confidence, um, that straight men have that's maybe a little different from the confidence that we have as as gay men and it's i think a lot of it is because they didn't have that that rupture or that injury around the development of their authentic self and i'm speaking very very stereotypically in general right now because you know but this is just what i see a lot of us as gay men have a very significant wound around growing up gay and our authentic self has been very very injured in a way um so it's hard for us to develop that confidence and maybe it comes a bit later in life for us um uh, you know so i do i do feel that and even like for example like being on a straight ho hockey team and playing hockey with these guys i find that they're so, like straight men tend to be more more well adjusted um especially relationally than than we are um as as gay men and again i'm using very very general statements here but where their injury comes is around masculinity and hypermasculinity, having to perform this. So they have a very significant wounding around being emotional, right? And being vulnerable. Whereas I find gay men tend to be more, more open to being more vulnerable and be, being sensitive because I think innately we are more sensitive in nature. Um, so this so with this being said there's one thing i'm really really drawn to and this is both within within you know gay men and straight men but i think it shows up more prominently within straight men is the softening of that masculinity so the mask of masculinity when they take it off and they do show more tender tenderness to them that contrast of like i was performing a bit of my masculinity and now here's the softer part of me that there's something about that that is so arousing for me, like when a guy shows tenderness and it's probably the demisexual part in me that I'm like really drawn to that process of somebody being really masculine and then, you know, maybe softening a bit. Um, and then I would say, lastly, I would probably agree with both of you guys. Like my, my, a lot of my relational shadow relational dynamic growing up was being really drawn to unavailable men and my dad is very stoic he doesn't talk about his emotions he's very masculine like he's got that energy about him he's probably even more of like an alpha male and uh so i'm very drawn to it and have been mo most of my life drawn to that available unavailability um but i would say that's very 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 reduced now like it's so ins insignificant in my life now because I'm starting to realize my worth which was a lot of the stuff that that wound was playing on is I'm not worthy um these sorts of things 
So now that I do feel worthy of like love and connection and these sorts of things, I'm not really drawn to unavailability. Um, but I could see it probably still being maybe something that there's sexual stuff drawn to it, but maybe not emotional. Like when I see somebody who's unavailable or they, they, they don't want me, it kind of makes me want them more sexually. It's, it's interesting. So maybe there is some, some healing still at play here in this, uh, in this attachment, uh, stuff within my life. So yeah, those are the main, the main pieces for me. Um, Okay, last question. Have you ever had an intimate experience with a straight guy that you were attracted to, Reno? <laughs> <laughs> Don't hold of back. Course. <laughs> of course. Of <laughs> course. Have I? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I have a track record. <laughs> mm. It's like, like... How much time do you have? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, this started when I was younger. And um, there was like a, someone who lived in the neighborhood down the street. And, um, you know, I think there's like, I don't know how to navigate this conversation because it, I guess it feels a bit edgy um, mm. to bring it up. But it's like excuse me, I think we're, like, I just think we're born curious and explorative. I mean, like, from the time we're babies, we're, like, touching shit and grabbing shit and putting it in our mouths and all sorts of stuff, right? So it's just like, okay, well, we know how that goes later on. <laughs> um, and so I I guess, like, <clears throat> you know, there, there were these periods when I was younger of experimentation, and, you know, you find someone who like not only consents, but also is like, I'm, yeah, like I'm into this. I want this too. I'm curious as well. And so, you know, <clears throat> in an early age, there was that experimentation and exploration with, you know, some friends. And then um, <clears throat> as time went on, yeah, I would meet, um, well, I would flirt with straight men quite a bit. And, um, and I would say like, there's a period of time where I was probably engaging with someone straight like every year for like <clears throat> at a, probably a couple decades, you know, maybe more even. Well, no, that wouldn't make sense because I'm, you know, so <clears throat> at least a decade, you know, mm -hmm. if not more. And usually like, you know, like Michael mentioned earlier, um, it's a look or, I'm on the dance floor or we're hanging out, but like you can, I could feel it. There's an energy there, you know, or maybe like you're sleeping in the same bed and I just kind of like, you know, my foot ends up over on their side a little bit and then maybe their foot kind of leans into mine <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, okay. So it's on, you know, and then we find ourselves spooling around. And so, um, and I can even remember there was this, there was another one. Um, there was another experience I had where my friend and I were like skinny dipping in the water and then like you know he was swimming under my legs like underwater and I was doing the same and you know obviously our skin's touching as we're and so there was some arousal there and before we knew it we're like fooling around and then we're regularly fooling around but at some point inevitably like because they're <clears throat> as far as I know they're heterosexual they're straight it's like that would end 
it was kind of a phase and I was perfectly okay with that. Um, but this is like a regular and recurring experience for me. And, you know, I used to think like, it used to be kind of a game for me, like the, you know, sort of the chase and again, consent always. Um, and then it shifted because I started to realize that mine was a space where and ours was a space where these men could explore aspects and express aspects of themselves that they clearly felt comfortable to do with me, you know, and so it actually started to become more of an honor to be that space for them. Yes, a pleasure as well, um, but an honor, you know. And so, um, yeah, it's wild. Like, I, I'm I'm guessing, like, I'm going to need, you know, maybe f f like four hands, maybe more to count the number of straight men I've had sexual experiences with. Yeah, mm. yeah. Yeah. What about you, Michael? That's awesome. I, I love that your initial reaction was that. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so, right. so shameless and unapologetic. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like how many aren't there? Yeah. yeah. I would say I would say several for, for me. Um several. We'll, we'll we'll call it that. I don't know exact number, but you know, we'll chalk it up to experimentation over the years. Or as you had said, it's it's a phase for them, and I'm happy to be happy to be that part of their journey happy to play that part yeah. um so there's been a few where i mean it depends on what we call a sexual or intimate experience but there's been a few times at a bar um where that's happened and like i like i like when guys are find out that i'm gay and then they're like oh and then they start asking questions and I'm like, oh, I love this game. <laughs> I know exactly where this is going. And I love this game. Yeah. And that really turns me on. Again, it's that kind of like flirty, flirty thing that I just love to do. Um, I'll also say this because I I like cruising as well. And I go to I go to the baths and I I, I enjoy cruising. I like that scene. You don't always know because we don't always talk about who's gay and who's straight and what's happening. But sometimes people will be there and they say they're straight but I don't know how much of that is actually true. And at times when we have talked about or we have had a conversation, it's always interesting to me to understand from their perspective what the line is between gay, curious, bi, straight. Mm -hmm. um, you know, is it just an attraction to a guy makes you gay? Is it just, you know, looking at his ass in the change room now and then? Does that make you gay? Is it jerking off with a guy that makes you gay? A lot of the times it's like, no. And maybe that's true. Maybe that's not. Um, is it oral? You know, what's a little oral between friends here and there, <laughs> right? Uh, or is it falling in love and like that love and emotional emotional intimacy? Is that what makes you gay? So it's always interesting in my mind to hear what how they see it. And, and everyone, I think it's just a bit of a, a bit of a side conversation. Is at what point do they consider themselves straight and and gay? Right? Because some people say like, oh well, if you're attracted to somebody, you're gay, and that you know you're deluding yourself. I don't know if I really believe that. Yeah. I agree. So, uh, yeah, I'd say the, the, the experiences I, I have had have been really fun. It has never been anything that's been like a more than once situation. It's always been a, a one-time thing that I can recall. Jeez. Um, but I will say I, I do enjoy it, and I still do, and I don't think that's ever going to go away. If my gym crush is listening for like the 0.0001% chance, please, please come to me and say hello. I'd be very, very happy to uh, engage with you further.
<laughs> How epic would that? What a story that would be. Yeah. I'd have a whole other sub episode about it. Oh <laughs> my <be> god. <laughs> I want to know what this guy looks like. Me so too. You know, I'm he's so curious what people are attracted to. I, I can't take a picture of him because I feel like I, I, I'm just not that kind of guy who can like sneak photos. But he's not. He's not what you would expect. I think from from me. Um, he's like I said. He's a pretty by by all conventional standards an average looking guy. He's got a great body, but like yeah. there's nothing that special about him. I don't think there's just a, a vibe that I get. It's always that energy, and he's yeah. just so sweet and so nice. Like the way he says hi and the way he's friendly and he gives me little smiles, not in a flirty way, just a friendly way. And that for me is what really does it. And he's got this sexy body with a good boy energy, but also I'm sure there's a bad boy energy. And that's, that's the part that I want to mm. get at. <laughs> yeah. I like that energy too. The contrast, something about contrast. It's the Gemini in us because yeah. we're so dual, right? So it's like when somebody has dualism in them, it's like, we're drawn to that. Totally. Hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. This conversation around, uh, you know, straight by gay like what do you define yourself as and I agree with you Michael I think it's like it doesn't have to be this like binary of like you know it can be like again like a fluid thing and it's like <clears throat> I think a lot of people just don't want to label and north nor should they I think sometimes um, people guys are just horny straight guys are just horny and they they find that gay men are um they don't have to court. They don't have to buy anything or go through this process. They can just go and have sex or get a blowjob. And it's like not a lot of women are offering that. So I think there's that aspect of it. Um, so yeah, it is. It's really interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Okay, it's reminding me of this experience. But first of all, what I'll say is I tend to attract a lot of bisexual men. Um, I'm not sure why, but... Um, and I don't, I don't know how I feel about it, to be honest. I'm kind of still a bit torn about that because I'm like, you know, but, it, you know, if it was a bisexual guy and I was dating him and we were in a relationship, it would have to be, well, and I should say it was a monogamous relationship. It would have to be like, you're good with what I can offer. You know what I mean? Like your needs are met. You know what I mean? But if it was always this thing, like there was a need that went unmet because he wants to be with women, I probably wouldn't, wouldn't go down that path. Um, but yeah, maybe it is that this whole thing around being attracted to straight men. And I, I exude that energy of being attracted to that. So I'm finding guys who are healthy in that dynamic, right. And are able to relate. So they are bisexual. I don't know. I'm still analyzing the psychology around it all, but um, okay. And my, so my story is when I was, I think maybe 24, 25, um, out with a big group of friends we were all partying and one of the guys who's straight very straight um everybody we were all just out and everybody went home around three o'clock in the morning and then him and I were like oh we still want to party so we went out we went to this after party and he was like cruising like looking for like girls and stuff like that and I was just kind of chilling doing whatever and uh and none of the girls at this after party were into into him and uh so he was like, he kept saying, oh, I'm so horny. I'm so horny. And, and I was like, okay, I kind of have a feeling I know where this is going. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to the bathhouse. You can either come or you can go home, whatever, like that sort of thing. So he's like, fine, I'll come. And he came to the bathhouse and then we ended up having sex. And, uh, yes. and he, but so we, the, it, it was yes, but it, it was fun, but that friendship was completely lost. I haven't spoken to him since. Uh, so it was like, literally as soon as he came, it was, 
like I could feel it like a wash of shame came over him and he was like what have I done and mm. uh and then yeah we haven't spoken since so it was kind of a lost connection unfortunately but uh so that was one of my experiences and like you guys I have like I have several uh, but that was definitely the most uh the most like whatever pertinent or one that comes up in my mind um and then, so the other thing too, is I really like playing with this dynamic and in a lot of my relationships, I like role-playing, um, especially if the relationship is like monogamous and, you know, you got to keep it creative and fun and stuff like that. So I like to play out and a lot of the role-playing that I like to play out is like that dynamic of like, you know, two straight dudes camping in a tent together and like, they're kind of, they're horny and they like the leg brushing starts <laughs> and things and like taking it really slow and kind of moving into that dynamic. Uh, because those are a lot of the fantasies that I had when I was younger camping with my buddies and it was like I'm horny and you know like that sort of thing so it's like you're recreating the fantasies that we didn't get to create when we were younger right and I think that's a really beautiful exploration uh, within a safe container with somebody that can can meet the need right and you know that there's not going to be a significant rejection around it because it's like just some and, and I want to you know maybe send some some love and empathy to the people that were in that situation in the tent and they did make an advance and they were significantly rejected and they, and they were hurt by that. And um, I think that can be really, really traumatizing for, for somebody because um, they're really at that age, we're just following our authentic desires, which is we're, we're feeling horny, we're sexual, and then it's not being reciprocated uh, can be really painful. So I wanted to offer some love to those people that uh, might be feeling that or have felt that. Um yeah, I think that was everything that I that I wanted to cover. Um, anything you guys want to share on top of? I want to know how prevalent this is. I feel like this is something that we don't talk about very much. I'd love to know from our viewers and listeners. Like, it, mm -hmm. yeah, like, do you have these experiences? Is it frequent? What what happens? Curious. I did. I did a lot of my um, my research papers in university on the topic of homosexuality and addiction and and the prevalence of these sorts of things in the community, sex addiction, these sorts of things. And uh, I can't remember the exact number, so please do not quote me. But it, it's a significantly high number. It's like something like eighty percent of men who were interviewed reported having some form of homoerotic experience in before age twelve. Yeah. Right. So like messing around with your guy friends, jerking off um, like these sorts of things. So it's a very high prevalence in younger, younger ages. Um, but at that age, maybe you don't even know whether you're gay or right. straight or what. But um, as far as like the prevalence, I think it's very high. Um, I know um, Dr. Court, I mean, uh, we, we did the podcast on porn and sex addiction or whatever, and um, he does a lot of work in this area works with a lot of straight men who are interested in having sex with gay men for the reasons that I described, because it's easier, right? It's just, you don't have to go through all the, the, the stuff with women. So yeah, uh, that might be a good resource to, to look at. And some of these guys that I interacted with, like some of them just really wanted to experience a dick in their mouth or in, or in their ass you know like and it wasn't even they weren't like oh my gosh like I secretly want to be with a guy and like right. marry a guy or date a guy or whatever they were just like and they would tell me like I just like the feeling of a dick in my mouth or in my ass you know mm. from time to time yeah. but that you know so I, I don't know what that's about but I was like 
that's cool. I get that. You know, whatever floats your boat. Yeah, right. It's like we, yeah, we get that. You know, yeah. you're you're talking to the right person. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. or on the other side of the spectrum, dominating another yeah. another man, right? Like yeah. A guy that wants to like, you know, dominate another guy, and it's like mm-hmm. gay, gay men tend to be the the willing participants. Totally. Mm. We see you and we love we, you. Yes, we do. <laughs> yes, exactly. And no shame if you're a straight dude or a bi dude and you're watching this and there's shame around yeah. it. There's no shame. Right. I like to Absolutely. use the term like men who have sex with men because I think the word gay ah. immediately just like, oh, oh, that's not me. Because they imagine like they imagine what a gay man looks like. Maybe the it is a bit of internalized homophobia and in that, yeah. you know, uh, something flamboyant. They don't they don't associate with that. So they just don't want to be gay. So using MSM, men who have sex with men, mm-hmm. as like just something you do, but not an identity label might help. Yeah. 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 Love that. Yeah, me too. I like that. All right. Well, thanks, guys, for your vulnerability. Um, I always love hearing about your guys' experiences. And um, yeah. Uh, for, for those of you, again, if you want to come and join in on this conversation around attraction, um, come join the Zoom hangout in the Gay Men's Brotherhood. You can either join through the Gay Men's Brotherhood. If you're not part of the Brotherhood already, come and join us on Facebook. Or if you wanted to uh, get the Zoom link emailed to you, like I said, you can uh, go to gaymenbrotherhood.com and uh, sign up for our email list. And yeah, like Michael said, we'd love to hear about your guys' experience. So if you're watching this on YouTube, drop some comments. Let us know your little mini stories around uh, what the experiences that you've had with straight men. It would be uh, a very entertaining comment section. So um, fill it up. And then if you're listening on your favorite podcast platform and you enjoyed what you heard today, please give us a five-star rating so these episodes can get into the hands of the people that need them. Much love to you all. See you in the next episode.